Hey, hey friends, and welcome to Friend Talk Podcast with your host Cicely and Shamika, two country girls from way down south, West Memphis, Arkansas to be exact, who happen to be friends and 911 dispatchers. Since we all have the same basic needs and are all on similar journeys, sometimes it just helps to have a friend to talk to about the everyday issues that plague us all. We're not therapists or self-help gurus, but we hope that by opening up a real conversation, we can all find some common ground and a safe space to heal, share, and build toward future greatness. So come on. Let's jump into today's topic. Let's go. We're ready, Hey, friends, and welcome to the very first episode of Friend Talk Podcast with your host, Cicely and Shamika. Y'all, we are just two country girls from West Memphis, Arkansas, with a whole lot to say. A lot. We happen to be friends and 911 dispatchers. So we hope that you all are prepared for the journey that we're about to take y'all on. Because it's going to be a ride, honey. This Let's is go. our very first episode, so we are super excited. A little bit nervous, but more excited than anything. Just a little bit nervous. More okay. excited. Absolutely, because yeah. we've actually been going live from Facebook, and we appreciate the love that y'all have been showing over there. But be sure to follow us on IG at friend underscore talk underscore podcast. Also follow us on YouTube, uh, where we'll post every other Wednesday new episodes of the podcast. Yeah. We're also on Snapchat at Friend yes. Talk, capital F, capital T, Friend Talk. Friend Talk. Y'all, we're going to jump right into today's topic. Uh, let me start with a trigger warning uh, because we will be discussing acts of sexual aggression and violence, uh, which is not a, a super comfortable topic to talk about, but that's why Friend Talk is, exists in the first place. It okay? needs to be talked about. Because there are so many things, especially in the black community, that we don't discuss or, you know, that we kind of want to sweep under the rug. But at this point, everything is fair it game. It goes on a lot, so it needs to be talked about. Yeah, We've learned more. that it goes on way more than we thought it did. A lot more than, so, than, than one would we'll hope talk about it. that it's happening. Uh, but this podcast for me is a passion project. It's something that I've I've thought about for years. It's something that I've bugged my friend about. Just not so much bugged, but she so has brought it to me a lot. <laughs> so we was like, we got to get this going. We got to get it going. We got to get it going. And initially, it was something that I was going to do alone. But then I was like, you know what? It would actually work better if I had my friend. And she and it don't hurt her friend cute. And it don't hurt at all. All right. It don't hurt at all. Uh, but this has lived in my heart for a long time, and I'm glad you all are, are coming along with me. So I am intentional about moving in love, <clears throat> excuse me, and moving righteously. And uh, this is my contributions uh, to all things truth, okay? I like that. Thank you, friend. I like that. And Go in ahead. the spirit of truth and love, I hope that others are empowered to speak their truths. Uh, out loud and without fear, okay? And with that said, let's jump straight into today's topic. Let's I actually, go. I actually had to give my mama this trigger warning this morning because okay. I didn't, I've never, as a 40-year-old woman, I have never shared this with my mom or my sister. We were actually on a conference call this morning, and I didn't want her to watch this and be thrown off by the subject matter because it's not something that is easily shared. And it wasn't until a couple years ago and we discussed it. That I brought it to Mika, and I was like, friend, have you ever had something like this happen to you? And when I came to her, it actually felt like a safe space because I never shared it. And when she was like, oh, my God, friend. It happened. It happened to me, too. On and more than one occasion. Twice. 
to both of us. Twice, yes, two twice. Two incidences. Um, but the question that I pose to women when I talk about this is, is it possible to consent to rape? And Shamika believes it is. And I know that's a hard question because it doesn't even sound like a logical question. It doesn't even sound like something you ask. But in the instance where, or in the two instances where I've experienced uh, something that I consider to be sexually aggressive, um, one was with someone who I had dated long term and, and had broken it off with and at the point that um, we were no longer together. He came to where I lived at the time, and he knocked on a door. And because I know him and because we've never had, he's Trust. never been physical with me. Yeah, he never hit me or anything like that. And we were, you know, young. But um, I trusted him. So a lot of times it's not strangers. It's not people who you don't know. It's people who you have given a certain level of trust to and respect because, you know, this is somebody that you know. Um, but in the instance where I had heard this before when I was much younger that, you know, you can rape your wife. I had never thought that there was, you know, this that it was thought. possible. Yeah, because I had never experienced something like that. I didn't even think it to be possible. But at the moment that a woman says no, the answer is absolutely no. No, no other, woman is nothing. Saying no, the answer is no. It's no. I don't care if she giggled when she said it. I don't care if she, you know, nervously laughed. If she no says no, that means no. no. But because I trusted him, I allowed him in. It was. After 7 p.m., I'm sure, because it was dusk dark. And when he came in, you know, he was attempting or seemingly attempting to get back with me and um, try to work things out. But he started aggressively pursuing me. Yes. So he's, I mean, it's the heavy breathing on the neck. It's the trying to get in my pants. And all the while I'm saying, stop. No, don't do this. He's like, you, you going to give me this. Yeah, and you don't, as a woman, I don't know, it's so weird, but you don't want to scream. You don't want to let on that there's a problem or that you feel afraid. Um, you don't want him to hit you. You don't want him to get more physical yes. than he already is. And, and at the moment that a woman is saying no and she's telling you to stop and she's cowering away from you. Just stop. Just stop. Because what you doing next? Yeah, because at that point. Is rape. Like for me, next? I'm like you. At that point, I just give in. Because my first experience, I'm mm. six feet tall. So I'm a tall woman. Yes. Heavy woman, everything. My guy was about six five. Mm. About 320, maybe more. I don't know. Mm came over it wasn't even nighttime it was in the daytime so yeah. that shouldn't even been on your mind sex shouldn't have been on your mind we was, we was kicking it at least that's when yeah that wasn't on yours. and then he started saying let's do it i'm like no trying to unbuckle my pants pull your pants down no and it came to a point mm. where i was like if i don't give him this mm. he gonna take it he gonna beat me up he gonna strong arm me he gonna do something so i just laid there here you go and then he should have known by the no interaction from me while it was going on that mm -hmm. it ain't something I really wanted to do. And he and he might have known that and didn't care. Didn't care. Because he kept going. He did what he did. And I I never talked to him again. Um, he messaged me after that. I didn't respond. I, I didn't know how to block people back then. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's scary. I don't know how many women go through this, but it's happened to both of us. It's happened two to both times. of us. And I polled a room of four women. 
three out of four women had experienced the exact same thing, had extremely similar stories, which then let me know that this is it's happening way too often. And it it's is. happening to not just women. We're women, so we're we're speaking from our perspective, but we know that this is happening to men as well. It's happening, period. It's happening. It's happening to children. It's happening to adults. And this is a topic that if we're not already discussing with our daughters, with our nieces, with our sons, mm-hmm. our nephews, do it. We need to be talking about this. Do it. Okay. Um, but discussing it with my mom this morning and discussing it with Mika a couple years ago really afforded me the opportunity to number one, feel heard. Yeah. Uh, because it's not something that you broadcast. It's not something that you go around wearing like a badge on. You are actually embarrassed. You keep it to yourself. Um, that it's happened to you. And there's a shame and a, almost a, a kind of a guilt, stigma on it. Um, that you as a woman carry, um, after something like that happens, because why would you do this to me? Um, I, it was unwarranted. Thank God that in the instance, in both instances, um, I was able to get out of the situation without being forced into um, actual sex or actual penetration. But it was hard, and I had to fight my way up out of it. And I and it wish was I could have did that. I, I had to actually do it. Go through with Go it. through with the whole thing. And like you say, you do be shame. I felt dirty. I I felt dirty when I got done. Like when you see on TV, SVU, mm. they take a shower when it's over. You mm. get this. I want it all off of me. Yeah. You got to get it off of me. And I was scared of the person. Mm. I didn't want him to call me, contact me. I was terrified. And in one of mine, I saw this guy in public afterwards. Wow, so sure. that was a big thing for me. I tried to, like, literally hide. Well, I was going to ask, what was it like when you saw him? I tried to hide. Like, I don't need him to see me. I don't need him to talk to me. I don't need him to do anything to me. But he didn't probably think that he was doing that to me. Mm. Or like you said, he probably did. He just didn't care. Because I'm going to tell you, a lot of times in instances like this, you weren't his first victim. No, probably wasn't the last. And you probably were not the last. No. And that's why... I. You know, I don't want to get too deep into the Me Too movement, but that's why that became such a big thing. Because once one woman comes forward with her story, you have so many more women or so many more people to come forward to say, this actually happened to me, too. But like you said, we keep it to ourselves because we are embarrassed. We are shame. Um, It's like... You don't want people judging you because this happened to you because they're thinking, well, she let them do it. Yeah. But if I have a choice, yeah. I don't want no man beating me up, taking something from me. Just give it to him. Give it to him so he can so get it over with, with your life. and I can get out of here. Yeah. He and let that's me how go. a lot of women feel. And think about the many rapes that go unreported because women yeah. are afraid or ashamed or feel some level of guilt. Like, you know, and they, they might actually get themselves. Beat up. They might actually get strong on. Oh gosh, yes. You know, but some people like that. They want to fight, you know. So then sometimes you feel like if you consent, maybe he won't take it. Maybe yeah. he'll go on about his business. Yeah. But, you know, it happens to us. Like she said, boys, girls, it happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. It don't even matter your age. I was in my 20s when this happened, but I try not to put myself in that situation anymore. Yeah. If I'm not feeling you, if I know that's not what's going to happen, what's going to happen, I'm not going to. And I do mm-hmm. want to touch on some ways um, in just a moment that young women, especially, because I, I really want to speak directly to young women and, and young men who um, have had these experiences or 
may potentially, unfortunately, go through things like this, uh, things that you can do to kind of safeguard um, or at least try to safeguard against things like this. Again, we're not therapists or self-help gurus. We're just talking from personal life experience, okay? Yes. But for a moment, let's talk toxic masculinity. That is a term that I hated when I first heard it because I'm thinking masculinity as God created it because I believe in God and I respect you if you don't. But I just felt like, you know, God's created a man to be masculine. So what could be toxic about that? Mm. Um, But the term toxic masculinity does not refer to masculinity in and of itself as being toxic, but it's the normalization of harmful norms associated with masculinity. Um, that's toxic as hell. Uh, Toxic masculinity refers to certain harmful cultural and societal norms, um, like boys ain't supposed to cry or being stoic. Um, I hate the boys not supposed to cry. I hate that. I hate it so much. Express yourself. Because you're human, and we God made all of us with emotion. So sadness, fear, laughter, all of that is who we are. So to tell a a young man not to cry is... Yeah, I hate that. Express your feelings. I tell my nephew all the time. It's barbaric to me. Express yourself. Absolutely. I raised my son to, you know, I'm going to be crying like I cry all the time. But you can let it out. pain... It is okay to cry. Because it helps you, makes you feel better. Absolutely. But, yeah, being stoic, not displaying emotion, being promiscuous, being violent, being dominant over uh, a woman's or another man. Um, Sexual aggression, sexual violence toward women, restraining emotions except pride and anger. Those are things that... um, and just then I just wanted to put that out there for clarification for people who might have been like I was when I first heard the term is masculinity ain't toxic, but it's yeah. not referring to, you just know, a masculine. man's masculinity in and of itself. It's, right. It's the cultural norms and societal norms that um, make that toxic. Uh, but toxic men feel entitled to a one a woman's body. A lot of them are narcissistic as well. Absolutely. I feel like they go hand in hand. Yes. I feel yes. like narcissism and toxic masculinity or toxic femininity. I love it. I love it. Goes hand Anything in hand can really be toxic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but there are people that think that um, women contribute or victims. I, I, I keep saying women, but victims because men can be victims, victims as well. Um, that contribute to the violence against them uh, by either being easy or, you know, uh, saying what she wore may have gotten her what she because got. Because I can wear what I want to wear. But none of the above is a reason. Right. For any I man. I see men looking good all the time, but I'm not going to try to take it. I'm going to go up and grope you. you smelling know, good. I'm not going to try to take you. Yeah, you might you smell, know what I'm smell real good. I ain't going to come up and lick you good on the neck. You. Right. <laughs> But you know, I ain't finna take nothing from you because you smell good. Yeah, but you got to give me something. I ain't taking absolutely. nothing. Absolutely, there is not a reason on earth that a man or woman should ever be violated. Truth. So truth. I don't truth, care truth. how how short your skirt was. If you have been a victim and somebody told you that you should have had on something different, they're they're wrong. You're not. You, know, you didn't put you didn't put yourself in harm's way by having on what you had because that man should have had enough restraint to not do that to you. Yes. And at the moment that a woman says no, uh, a a decent man is going to respect that. Very respectful. 
a decent man is going to respect that. Hands He's going to immediately. Yes. And I teach my son, any no means no. I'm with you. Any, any no, no means, means no. no. Like you said, it could be playful. It could be laughing because it be, it could be a nervous giggle. Absolutely. Giggle, you know. Uh, no, yeah, please no. no. And some yeah. women are extremely timid, you know. Right. Too, you know, some of us, our personalities are different. So some people laugh when they're upset. Some people laugh when they're sad. Yeah. You know. But just um, no is no. I don't care if you laughed with it. No is absolutely Joke with no. it. Just don't do it. If she say no or he say no, just don't do it. Don't do it. Let it go. And if you don't think that you like that, but you know you're real aggressive, you probably like that. You're, yeah. You know. But if you there with that woman or that man and they're not giving you no interaction mm-hmm. and you practically pride yourself on top of them and all the other stuff, you already know, you know. Yeah. And Just sometimes a- women are left feeling guilty uh, for having had to go through sexual acts with men and their bodies responding in a way that they naturally do for sexual purposes so if a woman natural. is getting moist then she feels like i contributed somehow but it's or natural i welcome this when that is not that does not mean that and so many victims really need therapy afterward uh really suffer from post-traumatic stress they disorder do. and and things of that nature because you don't get to control certain things that's just nature you know, but you are left with those feelings of shame and guilt because your body responded like it did. And you can't help that. And again, that's not your It's fault. natural. That's not It's fault. natural. Absolutely natural. Sex is natural. God made so you're that gonna, for that purpose. So you're going to get moist. You're going to do everything. Just Absolutely. like if it's a man happening to him, he's going to have an erection because that's natural. Likely. Absolutely. So don't feel bad about it. Don't feel guilty. It ain't your fault. Don't apologize. You yeah. didn't do anything wrong. It happened to you. You're, you're a victim. That's right. That's right. Um but yeah, society's double standards almost suggest in some instances that women um, must be perfect in order to be valued, you know, and that's not the case. That is not the case. I, I don't care if you're perfect. a sex worker. If you saying no to a man no. because you feel uncomfortable, no, no means no. I'm with you, sex worker or not. If she don't want it, she don't want it. But a lot Let of those cases go unreported because they know how society feels about them. Is that not the saddest thing ever? It is sad. That there are women out there that just because they choose that as a profession, and whether you agree or disagree with the lifestyle, we got to look at the humanity. We do. And the fact that forcing yourself on anybody is wrong. It's wrong. When it's all kind of people out here throwing ass, okay? That'll give it to you. That'll give it to you. You ain't got to, but some people like the forceful. They like taking it. It's It's a thing. Or they like the the fear of the the you being scared of or, them and yeah. all of that stuff like that. So they like the strong arm. And in a lot of instances, you know, or I talked a little bit about the first instance, but the second instance was I was much younger, you know, when the first incident happened, maybe nineteen, eighteen, yeah. nineteen. Um, but the second one was I was divorced after my first marriage I was married young but after my first marriage I was you know kind of back on the dating scene and kind of trying to get back out there and had agreed to a date with a guy that I met look extremely clean cut well groomed well spoken um invited me out to dinner we went to dinner had a great time yeah you know what's on your mind, but you don't ever know what's on somebody else's mind. No, you um, don't. 
But when I say that was the scariest night of my life, um, I had left my son with my mom. And <laughs> once things started to go left, the only thing I was thinking was, God, I want to see my kid again. Like, I do not want um, this night to end with me losing my life. And I'm sure he knew you were scared. Oh, gosh, yes. He knew you were scared, oh, gosh, but yes. he didn't care. Uh, because he, when I saw him, and, we, you know, we exchanged numbers. We'd actually met while we were out. I was with a couple friends, and we were having some drinks at a restaurant, and he approached. We exchanged numbers, like I said, and, and we ended up setting up a date night. And um, thank God. The one thing I did right, and that's one of the things that I want to talk about, is if you're going on a first date with anybody, I just think it's wise to drive your own oh, vehicle. I'm not riding with nobody. Uh, I'm going to meet yeah. you. I'm going to meet not, you there. Uh, and I'm, I'm mm -hmm. so thankful that that night I had the good sense to drive my own Because you've been trapped. I would have been stuck. I would have and I just would have ran out of this house and just went outside friend. with my purse. Let me tell you what happened. So I get, we leave the restaurant we were at. We get okay. back to his place or what I thought was his place. Um, we're sitting in the living room, and I say, okay, so you live here alone, and I'm looking around. And he said, actually, this is my friend's house. He took you to somebody else's house. So now I'm like, is this motherfucker recording me in here or something? You know, a Something going on, we yes. Doing at your friend's yes. house. He says, actually, he's out of town, and um, he's letting me keep the place. I'm kind of watching it for him. And I said, okay, well, why are we not at your place? And he said, well... I forgot to tell you that I'm married. Ooh. Got you with that one, didn't First of all, That's why you at his friend's house. That's why I'm at his friend's house, okay? So um, now I feel like I already don't know this man. Right. But now I feel like I'm with a complete stranger. And at and that moment, it was a scary realization that I don't know this man. And here I am in this house. After dark, and that's a guilt that a lot of women carry because you went there. Not thinking that anything like that was, I was thinking we, you know, gonna have a little nightcap or something and continue the conversation. Because you could do that without sex. Because you can absolutely do that we're, without we're sex. We're grown. You could do it without absolutely. sex. Absolutely. And so, um, and I'm still a young lady. At that time, I might have been 29 or. Okay. Yeah, somewhere around 28, 29. Yeah. And, um, at the point that he told me he was married, I was done. I was ready to go. Um, but I was like, how am I going to get out of this? Well, immediately after that, he begins to get aggressive. We had a glass of wine. I set my glass on the table. As soon yeah. as I did, he went in. Just went in for the kill. So he's all over me. And I'm like, hold on, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. That's not what I came here for. Because once you told me for. you were married, that kind of, that turned me that off turned anyway. Me completely off. Because yeah. now you're a liar. Right. You can lie by omission. Just because yeah. you didn't, you know, you left that part out, but you're still a liar. Yes, because a you liar. knew you had a wife. I forgot to tell you before you invited me out, and we've had phone conversation and met. You should have never approached yeah, me. Yeah, you should have never approached me, sir. Anywho, as he progressively gets more and more aggressive, I'm now looking for. I, I, I'm sitting there really internally praying. Yeah. What do I do? Because the muscles that I saw that was attractive are now scary as hell. Okay. No, I got you on that. Because, and he's flexing to show me that. This big ass man. Yeah, man, ma'am, I'm stronger than you. So I'm thinking, and I was like, God, what do I do? He said, you're going to have to run. 
And I was like, man, my purse is over here. My purse is on the side of him. My keys are in the purse. Okay. And I'm like, how do I get out of here? And I said, quickly, I got to go to the bathroom. So he let me up to go to the bathroom. But my purse is still sitting beside him. So when I leave out and go to the bathroom, I'm thinking, what am I going to do? Because I'm a, now I'm going to look crazy. Like if I start running because <laughs> it ain't funny. What, what if what if he's what not? What is funny? And here's a let me pause here to make this point. If you feel like something is wrong, it is. Something's wrong. Um, don't question it. Don't second guess yourself. I was like, am I going to look crazy if I start just bolt out of this damn house running? And, and that's at okay. that point, I didn't even care no more. I'm out of here. Listen, <laughs> I was like, Lord, what I'm gonna do? He said, Run. I came out of the. I can laugh about it now, but when yeah, I but tell you then that it wasn't night, funny. it was sheer terror. I ran out of the bathroom. I beeline to my purse. I grabbed my keys. Y'all, I didn't have the automatic oh, yeah. unlock. You had a regular. I got a big Impala key. (laughs) (laughs) Friend, I grabbed my purse, and now he's acting like, oh, innocent. He was like, hey, everything okay? What's going on? Your ass is what's going on. (laughs) You are scaring the out of me, sir. You're trying to take my goodies, and I'm ready to go. And so I didn't even exchange any words with him at that point. I got my purse. I got my keys. I ran to the front door, and I'm glad it wasn't like a Freddy Krueger house or something, like had doors like bolted and stuff, because I probably would have been for sure gone. That's that's crazy. Uh, and I don't think he, I don't know. I, I can't say what he would have done. I don't know that he would have killed me, but he for sure was going to strong He going to take some, arm. though. Yeah, he was going to strong arm. Both of mine happened at home. See, that's sad. Then I was home by myself. You know, I should open the door. Let my dog come in there, but yeah, I'm not trying to be funny. But Friend, Pup, Pup was kind of small to handle. But he would have handled it. He would have handled it. But okay. my second one, same thing. I'm tall. I like tall men. Of course, you know? absolutely. So he come over there. We in the living room. We talking. We just, you know, watching TV, watching mm. a movie and stuff like this before Netflix and chill. Before they okay. called it that, okay. you know. So we in there watching TV and. He started getting touchy-feely. First off, you know how when you meet somebody, y'all exchange numbers, whatever, mm. whatever, but when they finally get to you, you're not as attracted, attracted to as them as you, you thought you yeah. were, then the conversation then wasn't good. Yeah. So I was like, ugh, this ain't me right here. Yeah. So I was going to watch the movie, play it out, and then he can go about his business. Yeah. Well, then you want to throw your hand on my thigh, I move your hand, then you want to get on my neck, I do the little, you know, mm. the little move, because my neck, my mm. spot, so I do the, do the little move, I need you, I need you to get off me, you know what I'm saying? So then, you try, again, trying to get in your pants, and then you keep moving the hand, but they keep trying to go in there. Oh, gosh, And they keep, the yes. one thing they always say is, come on, come on. Or just let me put the head in. Yeah, let me just do this, come no, on. sir, I don't want any. It ain't, ain't a, we could do it, we grown, I know I'm grown, you know, but again, he was bigger than me, pinned me down on the couch, and I'm like, uh-uh, go on. Start kissing my neck, put his hand in my pants, and then there I just laid there, left it alone, and I let it happen. Because why? I thought he was going to get me. I thought he was going to whip my ass. Yeah. I was like, he finna fight me. That's the sad part, and that's why it's necessary to have these kinds of conversations. Mothers and fathers, we know that the world has changed, and we know that it's it's not. Um, we don't have the nuclear families that we used to have. But talk to your kids, please. Talk do. to your nieces and nephews, men. Mentor these young men and let them know that when a woman wants you, you will know. 
If she tells you anything other than yes, then you are violating her. And that's a very real thing. And it comes with a very real criminal charge if she happens to report it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a solution-oriented person. And, and we're talking about toxic masculinity and, and what that means and what that looks like. But I don't like to talk about a problem without at least exploring a solution. Um, so we have to talk about ways to prevent these kinds of things uh, from plaguing our sons and daughters. When you can. Um, when you can, because not all the time, not everybody makes it out of these situations. They don't. You know, not everybody has been as fortunate as I have been. My friend wasn't as fortunate as me. No. Um, and a lot of other women have violently suffered at the hands of men yes. who didn't give a damn about um, taking what they wanted. Um, so you are not at liberty to just go around taking anything. And if you did that to me, you've done He's it before and continue That's to do his MO. it. Yes, it's scary. It's, it's very extreme. scary. It's extremely scary for the person experiencing it. And like I said, women don't we don't even talk about this stuff a lot of the times among each other. I'm just a talker. Okay, so I asked my friends random questions. And one day she just brought and it just, up. I just happened to ask one day I was like, "Friend, have you ever experienced, you know, a guy just coming on you forcefully to the point where you almost felt like you had to give in. Young ladies, if you're going to meet a man and you're going out on a first date, and I'm talking to y'all like I would talk to my nieces or like I would talk to my sister um, or people that I love, drive your own vehicle. Yes. Uh, if you don't know this man, I, I really don't care if you do know him because you really don't know people. You don't. Um, I don't care how well you think you do. Drive your own vehicle if at all possible. Um, it's best not to go back to his place on a first date. I'm a public person. We yeah. can do any, anything in public on the first date. Yes. I I ain't even to sit in your car with you and talk to you. We can stand outside the car. Too dangerous. We can here. stay in the restaurant and talk. We can go to a park, anything, but it got to be public and it got to be people out there. Because I can't, I I won't go through it again. And now I make sure not to put myself in those situations anymore. I'm much older, and yes. I try to select better now. Absolutely, and be very cautious about stuff that I do. So we trying now, and it's just be careful. Just be if careful. you got any kids, please, like she said, yeah. talk to them. And age has a lot to do with it too, because like I said, both of us were extremely young when yes, this happened. Yes, I was in my twenties. Um, I was in my twenties the second time, and just you know, right after high school the first time. And and I think a lot of times these predators know that you're vulnerable. They know that, um, and they come off, it's, it's like they're wolf and sheep, uh, wolf, wolf and sheep's clothing. clothing. Yeah. Where they appear to be one thing to you. And when you are a young lady, and I've always been mature, but you're not as smart as you think you are, young lady. If your mom and them telling you to slow down, you probably need to slow but down. But some of these men give you that smoke and mirrors, you know. They absolutely they, they do. They portray something and they really not. Absolutely. That's so. what they do and that's how they reel you in because, again, you have some level of trust or some kind of admiration or a mutual attraction and they haven't come off as creepy. And so you feel like they're trustworthy, especially when you have a But you ain't got to take nothing because as a woman, for me, when I first meet a guy, you know, I know whether I'm going to have sex you with know. him or not. You I know. know if we getting down or not. Absolutely. So you ain't got to take nothing. Just let it ride. Let it play out. Yeah. We're going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. So why we doing all this? You ain't got to take nothing that I'm going to give you anyways. Absolutely I might not be not. giving to you tonight. 
but I'm giving it to but, you. But you but you will get it. Right. Hey, be patient, sir. Be patient. Patience is key. Um but we have to explore what positive masculinity and positive femininity um look like. If we're going to, you know, harp on the negative, um we got to talk about uh, what that what that looks like in play. Um but for me, I feel like it's developing healthy relationship skills, um, like communication, like vulnerability. Instead of teaching your kid or t- you're telling your sons, you don't need to cry. Tell him, son, when you're hurt, it's okay for you to come to me. Yeah. It's okay. Open up the lines of communications with these young men because y'all see what's going on out here in these streets. They shooting everybody up. They killing. They don't care about life anymore. And I'm not talking about all people, but there is a a certain demographic of people that are committing crimes on a regular because they don't have anything else but to look forward to. Let them express their feelings because I know they got nothing to do with topic, but no, depression is real, it's real and it's real in black men. It is. So I, you know, expression, if you with me, you some related to me, this I tell my nephew, my baby all the time, mm-hmm. tell me how you feel. Because I don't Please. want you to be one that hurts yourself don't or hurts somebody up. else. Please tell me exactly how you feel because yes. that is real. That yeah. is real. Uh, but, feeling comfortable um in emotionally nurturing roles you know mm-hmm. um but most importantly for me what i what i personally feel like would help to end a lot of toxic masculinity i'm not necessarily saying sexual assault right. or and um things like sexual violence but it would end a lot of what we see as toxic masculinity if men call out other men who engage in these kinds of behaviors when you see it please say do something. yeah say something if you see something say, say something. something i like that um because it's not right and it's not okay and there's too many people suffering in silence i went y'all from the age of 18 or 19 when the first incident happened the second incident around 28 29 uh post-marriage i had never shared this with my mother I had never told me and my baby sister are extremely close. We talk about everything. I had never shared this with her because there is a certain level of guilt and shame yeah. associated with instances that. And you don't want anybody like to look this. at you like you're weak. It's like a stigma yes, with it. Yes, because I'm a I very let that strong happen, woman. Like this absolutely. Maybe like you be thinking, I'm Cicely, I'm Shamika. You can't let this happen. You know how yeah. people see us, perceive us day to day. So if you letting that happen, I don't. I don't like to be looked at as yeah. weak anyway. Yeah. I don't even let people see me cry. I think that's a black, black so, woman. So, yeah, thing. I don't like to be perceived as weak. So, I, when you, that's when, well, when you said it. cry because I'm a cry. When <laughs> you said it and we talked about it, yeah. it was like a breath of fresh air, like yes, a weight friend. lifted off my shoulders. Yes. Dang, my friend been through this. My friend done did this. Then I thought, who else been through this? Who else? And like you did, mm. I asked women at work about it. Not yeah. all of them said they had been through it, but a lot of them had been a through it. A lot of them could relate and had extremely similar stories to yes. my life. and it's not all the time and that's why i want young ladies to be so careful because it's not strangers a lot of the times it's you know not people you don't know because i have been on several dates with my two people mm-hmm. several times we've never we had never been there but we have been out and hung out and all of that several times prior to these incidences mm-hmm. so that's so unfortunate. It is. That is so unfortunate because I, like I said, I think about the fact that I was able to walk away from these situations, but every single day 
somebody is living through something like traumatic this. and now having to recover and then not having anybody that they can relate they can relate to what they're going through or at least you know they haven't verbalized they keep that it they've to gone through because because a lot of us but they mama they sister they cousin brother might have been through this same thing you just don't know because you you're voicing know. it and but. they're not going to voice it because it's a hard conversation to have. That's a hard thing to say to somebody that I was weak enough to be taken advantage of. Well, don't say, but you feel but like, that's yeah, what you feel, you feel like, like the weak enough. Yeah, because, but yeah. you aren't weak. Not at you all. You were vulnerable and somebody took took advantage somebody of that took advantage. and they, they did some things to you that they shouldn't have done. They absolutely shouldn't have done. So that's why we ask the question, can you... Is it possible to consent? Consent to write. And for me, the answer is my no is no. And at the point that you've proceeded. After you I just, said no. Yeah, you just violated. So yeah. you can't. I don't feel like there's ever consent. I feel like in your, just like in your situation, you let them do it. What he did because you were afraid. Like you said, I wanted to make it out alive. I wanted to be make it or out at on least the other side. I didn't want to be harmed. Right. Yeah. That's so unfortunate. It That's is. That's so unfortunate. Um, but guys, we want to absolutely thank you guys for tuning in to this first podcast episode. Um, we're definitely gonna have a lot more content we uh, are. coming in the future. We are. We're so excited. Um, we're so excited to be working with Mr. Cassius McGowan, owner of ISF Productions hey, here at Memphis Podcast. Anybody else looking to start a podcast, y'all hit this man up. He's amazing, super talented, um, super personable, easy to talk to, easy to work with. Again, um, ladies, gentlemen, um, Boys and girls. Boys and girls. You're not alone. Um, if you've gone through this, please, please, please seek help. Tell somebody. Because a lot of times your attacker um, really looks for you to not say anything. You know, he please looks for you to keep somebody. it to yourself. And I promise you, if you come forward, you are not going to be alone, sadly. Sadly, you won't you'll be, be amazed how many people have that same story that you you'll have. You'll be amazed and you'll be comforted in the fact that you're not alone and that somebody understands exactly what you're talking about. Because for me, a lot of the times it's just that, you know, you need somebody to understand. You need get that weight to just, off your shoulders. Get it off your shoulders. Even if they haven't been through it, get it off your shoulders because you deserve love. I don't care what your occupation. I don't care what you wore. I don't care. Um. If you was looking too sexy for him. None of that matters. No, because a man or woman who does things like, because sadly, men are raped by women. I know some young, they're older men now, but when they were younger, they were taken advantage of by women. And um, you did too. nothing to deserve that. You did nothing wrong. I want you guys to know that... Um, this is a safe space. Please like, share, comment, um, leave your comments, leave your feedback respectfully, of course. Uh, we look forward to many more podcast episodes with you guys. If and until. You, if you get disrespectful, we can get disrespectful too. Just to throw that oh, out you there. Because we, we are human. We're from the dirty style. We don't play yeah, those kind of games. And but, we are always going to keep it cute. Yeah, we, we do. We keep it classy. We but we, we can also, read you right. We, we can read now. Yeah. But, okay. you know. Thanks for joining us on Friend Talk. Absolutely. Thank y'all so much. We enjoyed Thank y'all again for following us on our socials. Uh, please 
Y'all, keep the likes, shares, follows, and subscriptions coming. We appreciate you guys so much and tune in for the next Friends Talk podcast in the very near future. All right. Bye. Friends, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. We appreciate each and every one of you for taking time out to spend with us because we know y'all could have been anywhere else. Help us grow our community and expand our reach. So if you're not already, please like, follow, and subscribe to keep up with us on YouTube, Facebook, and Snapchat at Friend Talk. That's F-R-E-N Talk. Also, keep up with us on IG at friend underscore talk underscore podcast. That way you'll be notified when we upload our weekly videos and to stay abreast of what we got going on. Of course, you can stream the podcast wherever podcasts are available. And please be sure to subscribe to the podcast feed. Also, set your alarms to tune in every other Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time for new episodes of Friend Talk. Over here where friends be what? Talking. Talking.